Turn with me please this morning to John, the 8th chapter. John chapter 8, also Luke chapter 6. John 8, Luke 6. We began some weeks ago on this series we're calling Becoming a Disciple of Jesus. Becoming a Disciple of Jesus. John 8 verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. A lot of times you hear this 32nd verse quoted, don't you? You'll know the truth. Truth will make you free. It's wonderful. It is true. But should you keep it connected with the previous verse? Who is going to know the truth? Just everybody? No, Jesus said if. Who's going to be set free? Look at the 31st verse again. Who? He said to people who believed on him. So they are believers. But then he goes on to say if. You continue in my word, then you'll be my disciples indeed. So are you a disciple of the Lord automatically because you're a believer? Apparently not. He's talking to believers, and he's telling them that if they'll do certain things, they'll really be disciples. Do you think it's a desirable thing to be a real disciple? A disciple indeed. A real, true disciple. Are there much more, uh, many more, I should say, believers around than there are disciples? Oh, yeah. Who is going to experience the truth and be made free? Those that not only believe, but that continue a life in His Word and become a real disciple. Those are the people. That will experience the truth and be made free by the truth. Go to Luke 6, please. This is the purpose of being a disciple, the objective. Why become a disciple of the Lord? What's the end of it? Where is it taking you? Luke 6 tells us, Jesus said, Luke 6 40. The disciple is not above his master, but everyone, how many? Everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Is it possible to live like the master? Hmm? It is. It is gloriously possible. To think like Jesus, pray like Jesus, have faith like Jesus, minister like Jesus, please the Father daily like Jesus. Now much of the church world does not believe that. They do not believe that you can be like and live like Jesus now here in this life. I'd say the vast majority of church-going people don't believe that they can, to any substantial degree, really be like Jesus in this life. And so, so much of what is taught and preached is an acceptance that we're not like Him and never going to be like Him, but we love Him and we're doing the best we can and just don't expect too much. And so you've got people that believe in him, but they don't believe they can ever become much like him. Not in this life anyhow. So they're not even trying. They're just conceding defeat. That I'm going to sin. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to yield to the flesh. I'm going to come short every day. And there's no way 
that we're going to be able to escape that. And in fact, people are quick then to push that off on you and go, and you're the same way. You're just like me. None of us perfect. Nobody's perfect. And everybody go, amen. Nobody's perfect. That's right. Sad but true. And the whole thing is designed to not expect much out of you or me. But is it true that it's possible to become like Jesus in this life? That's the whole point of being a disciple. Jesus said, you're not going to be above the master. And that has so many meanings and applications. But everyone that is perfect, don't let that word perfect throw you. We use the word perfect to mean flawless. But that's not what it means here. It means complete, fully developed, matured, perfected, you could say. Let me read this to you from another translation. The Amplified says, a pupil is not superior to his teacher, but everyone when he's completely trained. That's a good way to say it, isn't it? Complete, instead of saying perfect, completely trained. And then the Amplified does what the Amplified does, amplifies Instead of saying completely trained, it says that means readjusted, restored, set to rights, and perfected. When you are all of this, you will be like your teacher. Who is your teacher? Jesus. When's this going to happen? It's just going to start when you get to heaven? No, it's supposed to start the moment you're born again. And you're supposed to be so much more like him right now than you were last year. Let me read this to you from the, uh, uh, in Ephesians, rather, the fourth chapter and the thirteenth verse. Ephesians 4.13 in the Amplified says that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. Are we called to that? It must be possible for us to attain to it. Or he wouldn't tell us this. You know when you say that. You can just feel the unbelief. Because <laughs> we haven't been. You know our parents. And our grandparents. And so many times us through our previous Days up till now have not been taught this. We've been taught the opposite. That you got Jesus and you got us. And we are never going to be that much like him, at least not in this life. These are lies. I don't care if they were preached from the pulpit. They are lies. I'm reading scripture to you. We've got to make up our mind now. Are we going to let the tradition of men make the word of God of none effect? Or are we going to kick out tradition? And say no matter if I can see how or not, I'm going to accept the word. The uh, New Living Translation says of that same Ephesians 4.13. It says, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Say it out loud. Measuring up. To the full and complete standard of Christ. How do you measure up against the full and complete standard of Christ? Well, don't measure so good. Well, then you best get to changing. Look at your neighbor. Help him out this morning and say, you need to change. Now look at him again and say, a lot. <laughs> now you need to respond to that and look back and say, I know it. <laughs> but is it possible? Is it possible with the Holy Spirit's help? With the Word of God, with all the gifts that the Lord's put in the body of Christ and everything else, is it possible for you to change, 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 until eventually 
you come to the full measure of the stature of Christ. It's your call. It's my call. But it's going to take a lot of changing. Isn't it? And you're not going to have it all done today. You won't be able to put up a flag by the end of next week and go, ta-da! Christ-like perfection right here. (laughs) Ta-da! Uh-uh. I assure you, you'll still need some more change. And it's sad that so many people, if something comes up about them needing to change, they're appalled. They're upset. Are you implying that I need to change who I am? Uh, No, we're just saying it. (laughs) You definitely need to change who you are. Totally. (laughs) You and you and you and me and everybody here needs major change. The complete English version says, we will be completely like him. Don't you like that? Completely like him. Romans 8.29 says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. There was a time when he was the only begotten son of God. Do you remember reading about that? No, he's not called that anymore. There was a time when he was one of a kind. But he's not called that anymore. Now he's called the firstborn of many brethren. What kind of brethren? Brethren just like him. Oh, what we've been called to. That's what the Bible said in 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now. And 1 John 4, 17. It said, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because what? As He is, so will we be one day In the sweet by and by. That's what has been taught from the pulpit. This has not been taught. This has been replaced. By tradition. Let's kick that tradition out. Let's kick it right out. And let's hold up this word. And say it out loud real bold. Say as he is. So am I. In this world. That's what's supposed to be going on. As a disciple of Jesus, he's the master, we are his disciples. A disciple is a learner, a follower, like an intern, like an apprentice. We're training with him. What's the objective of being an intern or an apprentice? You don't learn everything from a book. Do you know it? Don't care what area, what occupation you're talking about, you know, you can study all the books, you can have a perfect grade score, and then you get with somebody that's done it for 50 years. And they start to do a project, and you're standing there looking at it, and you go, that's not in the book. And they look at you and go, there's a lot of stuff that's not in the book. And what's the objective? The objective is that you, if you're a good enough student, if you're a good enough follower, eventually you'll be able to do that job like they do. That's what we're called to. That's what it means to be a disciple. We've got the master. He's perfect in every way. Everything he does is the perfect way of the Father. And we're in training with him. And the objective is that we'll stay with him and walk with him daily and do whatever it takes to train with him daily. We'll come to the place where we do things the way he does them. 
We begin to do things like he does them. And eventually to the place where when people see us, they've seen him. Because we think like him. We talk like him. We act like him. We believe like him. We minister like him. We do things like him. You remember as Jesus walked the earth, more than once he would tell people, Arise, take up your bed, go home, be healed, be clean, be free, be delivered. And after he's raised from the dead and gone to glory, to heaven, the Bible said, you know, Peter and John, they came and saw that man at the gate and they said, Rise, take up your bed. They said to Aeneas and to others the same kind of things. And the Bible said the religious leaders took note of them that they had been... With Jesus. Why? Because they look like him. They're acting like him. Were they disciples of the Lord? Yes. What was the result of being disciples of the Lord? You become like the Lord. Yes. Is that available to us today? Yes. There's no reason for us to look back and go, oh, I wish I could have been like Peter. wish I could have been like John. No, no. The Bible said, Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away. Because not only are we with the teacher, the teacher is in us. 24-7 today. Oh, thank God. Say it out loud. I'm in training. I'm in training. 24-7. Training. To be like the master. Glory to God. Glory to God. Go with me, please, to Romans. Romans, the 12th chapter. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Uh, That's how it's going to happen. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable. Everybody say acceptable. Acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How many of that's changing? Changing. Being transformed is being changed. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable. Say it again, acceptable. Acceptable and perfect will of God. Our life is to be lived, offering up our body, our whole being, our whole life, in an acceptable way. If there's an acceptable way, what else is there? Unacceptable ways. Now, where you sit right now, you have standards. Whether you've thought about it or not. You have standards. When you got ready this morning, there's standards of how you'll let yourself look and how you won't. Most of you didn't just jump out of bed and drive right over. (laughs) To you, that would have been unacceptable. You want to look at least a certain way. You want to be dressed at least a certain way. Didn't come in your robe and your slippers. I see a lot of you, your hair's combed. Ah? Uh, got shoes on. Well, not just that, but in every area of life, you have standards. What you will do, what you won't do. What you will let go, what you won't let go. What you will let get by, what you won't tolerate. Where did you get those standards? Don't answer too quick here. Think. Where did you get them? How did you come to set those standards? How did you come to establish that you can let this go, but you're not going to let that go? You let the house get this dirty, but not this dirty. You let it get this messy and cluttered and junked up, but there comes a point where that's too bad. 
We can eat three pieces of pie at one time, but not nine. We can blow X amount of money, but not this much. Where did you come to that standard? How did you come by that? How did you get it? It has come from a variety of places. And what he's saying here, when he says, don't be conformed to this world, don't let them set your standards. Now, I've never said that before. Don't let them set your standards. See, the world all around us is telling us this is okay. No big deal. Everybody does it. This okay. And the enemy is the inventor of low standards. <laughs> and no standards. The more you lower your standards, the lower you go, and there's no bottom. I mean, the world has not improved in the last 50 years. People are lowering their standards, lowering their standards, what they'll watch, what they'll listen to, what they'll say, what they'll let go on in their house, what they'll let their kids do and be a part of, what they'll be a part of. And listen, friend, it's not just what you stand up and say, I stand for this. Whatever you tolerate, whatever you let go, let happen, you're a partner to. And tolerance is the first step toward conformity. Whatever you let go, you just became more like. You might not be just like it today, but if you let it go, you just took a step toward becoming like that. Look at the scripture again. It'll have more meaning now. Romans 12, 2. What does it say? When the Lord, did he say try? No, uh uh-uh. Be not conformed to this world. Another way of saying it, do not let them set your standards. Just because they say it's okay, does not mean it's okay for you. You're a believer, and you're a disciple. You are a disciple. You are in training. What is your standard? Who is your standard? When we said, how did you come to the standards that you have now? And if we interviewed families all through the church... What kind of standards would we see? All over the place. Right? This group thinks this is okay. This thinks it's not okay. And this area they think this is a good standard. But this other area this is okay. Standards are all over the place. That is a sign people are not disciples. They are their own standard. They set their own standards. What are your standards? Who set them? And here's the big question. Are they too low? Are the standards we're operating by, are they too low? What has been taught and preached in churches for decades and even centuries is low standards. I'm just a man. I try. I do the best I can, but I know I'm going to fail. I know I'm going to sin. You know, we all sin every day. This is not all right. Did Jesus set that low of a standard for us? Did he tell us, I know you're going to sin. I know you're going to blow it. I know you're never going to measure up to me, but that's all right. I love you anyhow. Just get by best you can. That's men's tradition that has replaced the Word of God. What standard has He set for us? 
himself. Himself. Do you know that you and I are going to be judged by him? And that means more than one thing. Let me read it to you from the book of uh, Acts. Acts 17.31 says, He has appointed a day, God has, in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man which he has ordained. And he's given assurance to all men in that he has raised him from the dead. God the Father is going to judge us by that man that he raised from the dead. By, let me say it like this, by that standard. These are also lies that have been taught from the pulpit. That Jesus did what he did. He lived the life that he lived. He was able not to sin because of being God. That he operated with the knowledge and understanding and omniscience of God. That he operated in the omnipotence and power of God. He did not. I said he did not. The Bible said he was tempted in all points. Just like us. Is it true or not? How could God be tempted in all points like us? Operating as God. He wouldn't know what it's like to be ignorant. God the Father has never had an ignorant day in his existence. He wouldn't know like what it feels like to be weak. And Jesus didn't either, the Son of God, before he became a man. But Philippians tells us, one translation says, he emptied himself. He laid it aside. He became like other men, the Bible said. And as other, just like you and me, he lived the life that he did, proving it could be done as a man. Now he is the standard. And he is the standard by which every one of us will be judged. And if you and I ever say in time to come, I couldn't do it. It was too big. It was too hard. There was no way. The father will just go, Jesus. And if you holler, yeah, but that's Jesus. Yeah, but he did it as a man. With no unfair advantage over you or I. He did it on this earth. With the devil and the curse. And crazy people. Just like you got today. No different. Technology changes but the important things don't change. Basics always been the same. So if we're going to be judged by that standard whether we want to be or like it or not, we best get to holding ourselves here and now to the standard. Right? (laughs) Go to Ephesians. Let me see if I can help you out some more. Help you and me out. Ephesians. Fifth chapter. Is it possible for us to live like Jesus? You know, I'm excited in my spirit that the Lord will even let me teach on this. This is not what you teach, babies. Hmm? These are those that at least are learning enough that they have an understanding that they can put their flesh under and begin to rise up and be like the Master. You've got to have a certain amount of understanding to even be able to comprehend that. And enough strength to believe you can. I said enough strength to believe you can. Can you be like the master in this life? Yes. It's what you're called to. It's what you're predestined to. I've given you 20 scriptures. Do you believe the Bible? Yes. Are you going to hold on to the dead traditions of men that make it easy to sin and just make excuses the rest of your life? I'm just a man. No, the Bible says you're not a mere man. 
Yeah, we're human beings. But we've been born again. We're changed on the inside. We're not the same. Our spirits are alive. And we got the greater one inside. We have glorious potential in us. So many have expected so little from themselves. They lived on such low, low levels. And their standards have been so low. Anything's okay. Everything's all right. We'll just struggle and make it through till we get out of here and go to be with Jesus. I'm convinced a lot of people are going to be shocked when they get out of here. That they are still going to have to be trained. I think a lot of folks are going to be shocked. They're going to get to heaven and they're going to realize, oh man, I am Ned in the first reader. (laughs) I still got to learn the alphabet. And one plus one. (laughs) Did you find Ephesians? Ephesians 5 and 1. Ephesians 5 and 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. That follower, that's disciple talk, isn't it? That's what Jesus said to his disciples, come, follow me. And they left everything and followed him. Be followers of God and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. And that's perhaps the greatest indicator that you are his disciple. In fact, Jesus said this, by this shall all men know that you are, not just believers, that you are my disciples. What? That you love one another as I have loved you. How many understand that takes discipline? To love everybody all the time. You don't always feel lovely toward everybody. It takes, you have to discipline your mouth. You have to discipline your actions. You have to discipline what you let yourself think about them. And that's one of the biggest ways. And we'll be touching on that more, I think, later on. But notice he goes into the other side of it here, the next verse. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become saints. Is he saying this is unacceptable? Now, you've got a lot of folk nowadays, you start talking about right and wrong. And they don't like it. And they go, oh, now don't preach do's and don'ts. Don't preach. Because Jesus just preached love and acceptance. No, he didn't. Jesus preached repentance. And the kingdom of God. Have you heard people that don't even know the Lord? Are adamant about, now Jesus preached acceptance. Ask them where. Where. Where did Jesus ever preach an acceptance sermon? Well, if you're a Christian, you just have to accept me the way I am. Uh, No, we don't. We're to love you, no matter where you are and what you are. But no, we do not have to accept all your ungodly ways. We shouldn't accept them in you. We shouldn't accept them in ourselves. If Jesus is the standard, that means there's a whole lot of stuff that is substandard and therefore unacceptable. It's not for me to judge you or you to judge me, but we're to judge ourselves. And if we hold up the standard of Jesus and hold ourselves up against Him as the standard, we should be coming up on a regular basis. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. This way of living is unacceptable. This way of thinking is unacceptable. This way of talking is unacceptable. Why? It doesn't measure up to the standard of Jesus. That's not what He did. That's not who He is. Is it okay to set a lower set of standards for ourselves? 
than the master. But isn't that what most people have done? Isn't he saying fornication is unacceptable? Uncleanness is unacceptable. Covetousness is unacceptable. What is fornication? As sex between people that are not in covenant of marriage. And isn't the world telling us it's okay? It's natural. They're giving us standards. Low, low, low. And they keep getting lower every year. I mean, to the point where anything's all right. Everything's okay. Well, it's not true. I said it's not true. There are a lot of things that are unacceptable. Where's the standard? Jesus is the standard. The Word made flesh is the standard. Are you going to hold yourself to that standard? If you're going to be His disciple, you have to. If you're not going to do it, then you're not a disciple. You're a believer, but you're not willing to pursue Him to be like Him. You just want to have your own set of little low standards and wait till Jesus comes. But I'm telling you, even when He comes... Even when you go, I'm telling you, he's going to say, here's the standard. You didn't do it on the earth, so get to it. You got to go now. You got to be in training now. Because that is our destiny, to become like him. And the more like him we are today, every day, the more like him you are, the better it is for you. In this life and in the next. Keep reading. He went on to say. Neither filthiness. Nor foolish talking. Say it out loud. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Nor jesting which is not convenient. I've had preachers. Tell me jokes. That about swallowed my toothpick. It's hard to believe they told me that joke. I thought. Brother we're in the ministry. You remember that? Where have you been hanging out? Why didn't you know that's unacceptable talk? Well, I don't act so holy now. You've heard stuff like that. I sure have, but I'm forgetting those things that are behind. Yeah, I've heard junk. I've seen junk. I've grown up in the world. I was a teenager. Doesn't make it acceptable to talk about. Doesn't make it acceptable to think about, to look at, to listen to. Come on now. Are we going to raise these standards up? Are we just going to keep bumping along? Raise them all. How high are we going to raise them up? How high? How high? We got one standard. It's not you. It's not me. It's not the denomination. We got one standard. Come on. Who's the standard? Who's the standard? Jesus is my standard. Your standard. Of how we live. What's okay. What's not okay. He's the standard. Filthiness. Foolish and unclean jesting. Covetousness. Fornication. Adultery. Tell me about it. What is it? Unacceptable. Unacceptable. It's not okay to keep falling into it. Falling into it. Falling into it. Falling into it. Ten years later. You're still falling into it. Y'all pray for me. I'm trying, but no, you're not. No, you're not trying. You are not requiring enough of yourself. You're saying it's the best you can do, and you know it's a lie. That's right. You know it's not the best you can do. You're just unwilling to pay the price to be a disciple. He said, for this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who's an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be saved, but no reward. They're going to be saved, what the scriptures say, by fire, but no reward. I'd like some reward. How about you? I'd like to rule and reign with him. And have a strong place. Wouldn't you? Well we got to grow up. We got to develop. We got to become like him. You know he talked about some are going to be ruler 
over five cities. Some are going to be ruler over ten. He said in the resurrection, the resurrected will differ in glory like the stars do. Some stars are bright. Some you can barely see them. There's not going to be any standardization and socialism in heaven. There ain't no standard issue. Everybody gets the same house. Everybody gets the same thing. Uh Uh-uh. That's not what the Bible teaches. The more faithful are going to have more. Now you'll be happy if you just get in. But why not go for all of it? Well, we're getting into some things today, aren't we? He said, let no man deceive you with vain words. What kind of words? Telling you it's okay. Telling you it's all right to be fornicator, covetous, unclean, foolish talking, coarse jesting, all that other stuff. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't believe them. They'll tell you it's okay. Christians will tell you it's okay. Preachers will tell you it's okay. Because they've been conformed to the world in their mind. They've lowered the standards way down. But don't be deceived with those vain words. Because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. If sinners are going to be judged for doing those things, why would we think we can do them and not be judged? Be not therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Who is the light? How are you going to walk in the light? He is the light. Hold your place right there. Go to John 8 real quick, please. John 8. John 8. And the 12th verse. John 8, 12. Then spoke Jesus again to them, and he said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. What does it mean to walk in the light? Well, it means to walk in him. He is the light. Well, what is the light? The Bible tells us that in the beginning, you know, God revealed himself to his first covenant people through the law. The giving of the law was the standard, wasn't it? Didn't he tell them the Ten Commandments and all the ordinances? You shall not lie, you shall not steal, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, etc., etc. Is he saying, this is the standard? So killing's unacceptable. Lying's unacceptable. And men in their own strength did not keep the standard. Every one of them, even the good folks, fell short. In keeping the perfect standard. But the Bible said in these last days. Jesus has come. And the fullness of the Father has been displayed and expressed in Him. He is the brightness and glory of His image and person. The fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in Him. If you've seen Him, you've seen the perfection of the Father. Oh, glory to God. Aren't you glad Jesus held Himself? To the standard. Now. He's your standard. And mine. And he is the standard. Of what is right. And what is wrong. What is good. What is evil. What is acceptable. What is unacceptable. What is clean. What is defiled. He's the standard. Now we got a world full of folks around us. Trying to give us their standards. Telling us what's okay, what's acceptable. Don't you receive it? You got Christians all over the place setting their own standards. Somewhere between the baseness of the world and the perfection of Jesus, they have set up their own standards. Wrong. I said wrong. Your standards are not okay. My standards are not okay. We got to throw all that out. There's only one standard. I said, there's only one, only one. The master, he's the standard. Now, men have made mistakes in setting up their own 
descriptions of holiness, making their own lists of rules and do's and don'ts. This is a sin. This is not a sin. This is a little sin. This is a big sin. And all this stuff come up. No, no, no. Don't you take anybody's set of rules, do's and don'ts. And I'm not your standard and you're not mine. We all got the same standard. But we're all at different places in seeing the standard. You can only walk in the light you have seen. Who is the light? Jesus. But here's the deal. Let me give you another definition for walking in the light. Walking in the light is doing what you know is right. It's no more complicated than that. You've seen what's right. What's it time to do now? But see, the problem is all kind of folks They know what's right, but they're not doing it. They know how to do better, but unwilling to put the flesh under and do it. That's the problem. I said, that's the problem. It's not what you don't know. It's what you know. What you see. Said out loud, walking in the light light. is doing doing. what you know is right. right. Living. Living. By what you see, see. is right. That's what walking in the light is. And how do you see what's right? Jesus is what's right. He is the light. And if you walk with Him, and if you follow Him, and walk in all the light you see in Him, you will not walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Go to 1 John. I think we can close with this. 1 John 1. Let me read these other scriptures to you while you're turning there. You're going to 1 John 1. Psalm 19.14 says this. Let the words of my mouth And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. How many know there are things that it's unacceptable to let yourself think? There are things it's unacceptable for you to say. Oh, the thought will cross your mind. Other people may say them, but you know in your heart it's not right. So walk in the light and don't lower your standards. Don't act holier than thou. Don't try to impose what you see on other people. They may not see it. This is one of the big reasons why we are not to judge. Didn't the Lord tell us not to judge? He commanded us, judge not, lest you be judged. Why? Here's one of the big reasons. We are not qualified to judge. Why are we not qualified? We don't know what they see. You may know what they've seen with their eyes and heard with their ears. You may know what they've been around, but you don't know what they've seen in their spirit. You don't know. They may be pretending. They may not be. How would you know what's inside their heart? You don't know. So don't try to impose on them a standard you're operating by that you see. They may not have seen it. How many have walked with the Lord long enough that you've raised your standards in some areas from what they were 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Why did that happen? You saw some things, right? Back then, I mean, you grew a little bit and you look back and you go, oh man, (laughs) why did I think that was okay? But you didn't see some things. And for somebody that's been walking with the Lord 50 years and saw it clearly to come and judge you and try to push it down your throat would be wrong. Because the Lord's not holding you accountable for light you don't see. How dare I try to do that? See how men have gotten into trouble by making their own set of rules and do's and don'ts and right and wrong and trying to impose them on each other. No. What do you do? Walk 
in the light you have. How many know that's a full-time job? Doing everything you know to do? Living everything you know is right? Oh, friend, that'll keep you occupied. And if you'll do that, you'll grow in His light. You'll get more light. And as you get more light and your standards begin to come up more like the Master, you'll see those things in other people. You'll see, and if you'll be honest, you'll see they're like you were not long ago. And don't you get holier than thou and start going, well, you're not living like Jesus. Well, you think you're 100% there? I assure you, He could show you some things. The master could take any one of us, any one of us this morning, and pin us up against the wall besides Jesus' perfection and shine the light and show every area where we're not exactly like him. And we'd go, oh, God just put me out of my misery. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He shows you some light. And what does he expect you to do with it? Get that standard up. Get that standard up and start walking in it and living in it. And you change and you become more like him. And remember, you need to change, right? And you need to change how much? A lot. And, and you'll change and you'll think, glory to God, I must be getting close now. And, and the Lord says, you're doing good, you're doing good. But look at this. <laughs> look at this. And you'll go, oh, okay. All right, here we go. Help me, Lord. And then you'll get that, and he'll show you two more things. And you go, oh. And you'll think, boy, I must be getting close now. I must be. And he'll show you five things. And you go, oh. (laughs) But in the meanwhile, your life is coming up. Glory to God. Coming up. And your witness is getting brighter. And you're not judging other people and condemning them. You're inspiring them. You're loving them. You're not commanding what they do and don't do. You're showing them how to do the right thing. And they begin to believe. Even if they keep failing. If they're around you long enough. They begin to see. Well if he can do it. Maybe I can do it too. You know. And begin to grow up and get light of their own. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are we on our way? Is it working in us? Is it worth paying the price? Is it worth paying any price to become like the Master? Look in 1 John there. 1st chapter. 1st John 1, 7. If we walk in the light as He Is in the light. And of course he is the light. We have fellowship. One with another. That's us and him. It's also us with each other. And. The blood of Jesus. His son. Cleanseth. That's present tense. Continuous. Us. From all sin. What does that mean? Just what we're talking about. Where you sit right now, let's go back to our text. You already believe on him. If you continue in his word, that's another way of saying walking in the light. How can you continue in word you hadn't seen? If you continue in his word, then you'll really be my disciple. Man, I like the sound of that. Can you see the master looking at you and go, you'll really be mine. Apprentice, you'll really be my intern. Jesus, intern? Jesus, apprentice? What are we training for? He's the king of? He's the Lord of? (laughs) We're training. To be kings in his eternal kingdom. To rule and reign with him. To be lords like he is Lord. Now he'll always be the king of kings. He'll always be the Lord of lords. And the disciple will never be above his master. But glory to God. We can be the kings he's king of. Kings like him. 
lords like him. If you continue in my word, if you walk in the light of what you see in me, in my word, then you will really be my disciple and you'll know the truth. You'll experience the truth as you're walking in the light. And that truth will make you free from being a fornicator, free from being a foul mouth somebody, free from throwing temper tantrums. Come on, free. That truth will make you free. Free from being flesh dominated, being a liar, being a deceiver, being all the junk that's not like Jesus. Oh, friend, the Lord's helping us in here this morning. I didn't plan to say half of what I said already. I'm telling you, it's coming right out of my spirit. This is our call. This is our destiny. This is what we were made for. It's why he created us. The devil's such a liar. The devil is jealous of us. He's envious of us. That's why he wants to convince us that we're nothing. We're worms. We can't live above that fleshy sin standard. Because he's jealous of us. He's envious of us. He can never be what we are. We are the sons of God. We're in our infancy. We're little ones. But we're on our way. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's the sinful one. He's the liar. He's the one with no standards. Not us. We're not his disciple. We're the Lord's disciple. And so he is our standard. Now get this. He said. If we walk in the light. As he is in the light. What happens? We have fellowship. Glory to God. We commune with Him. And all of us commune with Him and with each other. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses and keeps on cleansing us from all sin. We just got through saying, you don't see everything where you sit here today, nor do I. That means we are doing things we don't even know is wrong. We are thinking ways we don't see anything wrong with. And it's just as wrong as can be. But that doesn't mean that we look defiled in the Lord's eyes. Even though we're short of the Christ-like perfection at the moment. Why? If, if, it's a big if. If you're walking in the light of what you know, the blood of Jesus takes care of all the rest of the stuff you don't know and don't see. Oh, glory to God. Now, as you grow and you see more, well, then you got to walk in it or else you'll be condemned. But if we're doing all we know to do, we're walking in all the light we see. The blood of Jesus is continuously (laughs) cleansing us from everything else. All sin that we don't see and realize. So every day, the Lord can look at us And see Christ's righteousness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet everybody. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Oh thank you Master. Lift up your hands and praise Him. That now you are the Son of God. You are a Son of God. A child of God. Oh Lord we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a privilege, what an honor. I'm sure we don't know what an honor it is and will be to be your child, to be your son, to be one like unto the Master, to be one like unto the Christ. Oh, praise Him a little bit. Give Him thanks for a little while. Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, thank you. 
Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.